This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Recorded by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, November 2006. Chapter 23 the red rogue of donna one morning while they were all standing in the courtyard waiting for their horses as they were about to go for a ride a courier came galloping swiftly up to the palace and cried does anyone know where prince marvel can be found i am prince marvel replied the young knight stepping out from among the others then i have reached my journey's end said the courier, whose horse was nearly exhausted from long and hard riding. The Lady Cecily is in great danger, and sends for you to come and rescue her. The great Baron Merd, her father, has been killed, and his castle destroyed, and all his people are either captives or have been slain outright. "'And who has done this evil thing?' asked Prince Marvel looking very stern and grave. "'The Red Rogue of Dorna,' answered the messenger. "'He quarrelled with the Baron Murd, and sent his savage hordes to tear down his castle and slay him. I myself barely escaped with my life, and the Lady Cecily had but time to say, before she was carried off, that if I could find Prince Marvel, he would surely rescue her. And so I will, declared the prince, if she be still alive. Uh, who is this lady Cecily? asked Nerle, who had come to his master's side. She is my first friend, to whom I owe my very existence. It is her image, together with those of her two friends, which is graven on my shield, answered Prince Marvel thoughtfully. And what will you do? inquired the esquire. I must go to her at once. When they heard of his mission, all the party insisted on accompanying him. Even the dainty High Kai could not be deterred by any thoughts of dangers they might encounter, and after some discussion Prince Marvel allowed them to join him. So Wooltakim sharpened his big broadsword, and Nerle carefully prepared his master's horse, so that before an hour had passed they were galloping toward the province of the Red Rogue of Dorna. Prince Marvel knew little concerning this personage, but Nerle had much to tell of him. The Red Rogue had once been a page to a wise scholar and magician who lived in a fine old castle in Dorna and ruled over a large territory. The boy was very small and weak, smaller even than the average dwarf, and his master did not think it worth while to watch him. But one evening, while the magician was standing upon the top of the highest tower of his castle, the boy gave him a push from behind, and he met death on the sharp rocks below. Then the boy took his master's book of magic and found a recipe to make one grow. He made the mixture and swallowed it, and straightway began to grow big and tall. This greatly delighted him, until he found he was getting much bigger than the average man, 
and rapidly becoming a giant. So he sought for a way to arrest the action of the magical draft, but before he could find it he had grown to enormous proportions and was bigger than the biggest giant. There was nothing in the book of magic to make one grow smaller, so he was obliged to remain as he was, the largest man in the enchanted island. All this had happened in a single night. The morning after his master's murder, the page announced himself lord of the castle, and, seeing his enormous size, none dared deny his right to rule. On account of his bushy hair, which was fiery red in color, and the bushy red beard that covered his face when he became older, people came to call him the Red One and after his evil deeds and quarrelsome temper had made him infamous throughout the island, people began to call him the Red Rogue of Donna. He had gathered around him a number of savage barbarians, as wicked and quarrelsome as himself, and so none dared to interfere with him, or even to meet him if it were possible to avoid it. This same red rogue it was who had drawn the good Baron Murd into a quarrel, and afterwards slain the old knight and his followers, destroyed his castle, and carried his little daughter Cecily and her girlfriends Berna and Helda into captivity, shutting them up in his own gloomy castle. The red rogue thought he had done a very clever thing, and had no fear of the consequences until one of his men came running up to the castle to announce that Prince Marvel and his companions were approaching to rescue the Lady Cecily. "'How many of them are there?' demanded the Red Rogue. "'There are eight altogether,' answered the man, "'but two of them are girls. "'And they expect to force me to give up my captives?' asked the Red One, laughing with a noise like the roar of a waterfall. <laughs> "'Why, I shall make prisoners of every one of them!' The man looked at his master fearfully and replied, "'This Prince Marvel is very famous, and all people speak of his bravery and power. It was he who conquered King Terribus of Spoor, and that mighty ruler is now his friend, and is one of the eight who approach. The Red Rogue stopped laughing, for the fame of Spore's terrible king had long ago reached him, and he reflected that any one who could conquer the army of giants and dwarves and grey men that served Terebus must surely be one to be regarded seriously. Moreover, and this was a secret, the Red Rogue had never been able to gain the strength to correspond with his gigantic size, but had ever remained as weak as when he was a puny boy. So he was accustomed to rely on his cunning, and on the terror his very presence usually excited to triumph over his enemies. And he began to be afraid of this prince. "'You say two of the party are girls?' he asked. "'Yes,' said the man. "'But also among them are King Terribus himself, "'and the renowned Wultakim, formerly King of Thieves, "'who was conquered by the prince, "'although accounted a hard fighter, "'and is now his devoted servant. 
and there are two old men who are just alike and have a very fierce look about them. They are said to come from the hidden kingdom of Twy. By this time the Red Rogue was thoroughly frightened, but he did not yet despair of defeating his enemies. He knew better than to attempt to oppose Prince Marvel by force, but he still hoped to conquer him by trickery and deceit. Among the wonderful things that the Red Rogue's former master, the wise scholar and magician, had made, were two large enchanted mirrors, which were set on each side of the great hallway of the castle. Heavy curtains were drawn over the surfaces of these mirrors, because they both possessed a dreadful magical power. For whenever anyone looked into one of them, his reflection was instantly caught and imprisoned in the mirror, and his body at the same time became invisible to all earthly eyes, only the mirror retaining his form. While considering a way to prevent the prince from freeing the Lady Cecily, the Red Rogue happened to think of these mirrors, which had never yet been used. So he went stealthily into the great hall, and drew aside the covering from one of the mirrors. He did not dare look into the mirror himself, but hurried away to another room, and then sent a page up a back stairway to summon the Lady Cecily and her two maids into his presence. The girls at once obeyed, for they greatly feared the Red Rogue, and of course they descended the front stairway and walked through the great hall. At once the large mirror that had been exposed to view caught the eye of Cecily, and she paused to regard her reflection in the glass. Her two companions did likewise, and instantly all three girls became invisible while the mirror held their reflections fast in its magic surface. The Red Rogue was watching them through a crack in the door, and seeing the girls disappear, he gave a joyful laugh and exclaimed, <laughs> Now let Prince Marvel find them, if he can. The three girls began to wander aimlessly through the castle, for not only were they invisible to others, but also to themselves and to one another, and they knew not what to do, nor which way to turn. End Chapter 23 Chapter 24 The Enchanted Mirrors Presently Prince Marvel and his party arrived and paused before the doors of the castle, where the Red Rogue stood bowing to them with mock politeness, and with an evil grin showing on his red face. "'I come to demand the release of the Lady Cecily and her companions,' Prince Marvel announced in a bold voice, "'and I also intend to call you to account for the murder of Baron Murd.' "'You must be at the wrong castle,' answered the Red One, "'for I have murdered no Baron, nor have I any Lady Cecily as prisoner.' "'Are you not the Red Rogue of Dorna?' demanded the Prince. "'Men call me by that name,' acknowledged the other. "'Then you are deceiving me,' said the prince. "'No, indeed,' answered the Red Rogue mockingly. "'I wouldn't deceive anyone for the world. 
but if you don't believe me you are welcome to search my castle that i shall do returned the prince sternly whether i have your permission or not and he began to dismount but nerle restrained him saying master i beg you will allow me to search the castle for this red rogue is playing some trick upon us i am sure and if anything happened to you there would be no one to protect the little high kai and our other friends but suppose something should happen to you inquired the prince anxiously in that case said nerle you can avenge me the advice was so reasonable under the circumstances that the prince decided to act upon it very well said he go and search the castle and i will remain with our friends but if anything happens to you i shall call the red rogue to account so nerle entered the castle passing by the huge form of its owner who only nodded to the boy and grinned with delight the esquire found himself in the great hall and began to look around him but without seeing any one then he advanced a few steps and to his surprise discovered a large mirror in which were reflected the faces and forms of three girls as well as his own why here they are he attempted to say but he could not hear his own voice he glanced down at himself but could see nothing at all for his body had become invisible his reflection was still in the glass and he knew that his body existed the same as before but although he yet saw plainly the hall and all that it contained he could see neither himself nor any other person of flesh after waiting a considerable time for his esquire to reappear prince marvel became impatient what have you done with nerle he asked of the red rogue nothing was the reply i have been here plainly within your sight every moment let me go and find him exclaimed king terribus and rushed into the castle before the prince could reply but terribus also encountered the enchanted mirror and the prince waited in vain for his return then wool take him volunteered to go in search of the others and drew his big sharp sword before entering the hall but an hour passed by and he did not return the red rogue was overjoyed at the success of his stratagem and could scarce refrain from laughing outright at the prince's anxiety marvel was really perplexed he knew some treachery was afoot but could not imagine what it was and when the pretty high kai declared their intention of entering the castle he used every endeavor to dissuade them but the twin girls would not be denied so great was their curiosity so the prince said well we will all go together so that the kai and i may be able to protect you the red rogue gladly granted them admittance and they passed him and entered the great hall the place appeared to them to be completely empty so they walked along and came opposite the mirror here all stopped at once and the twin high kai uttered exclamations of surprise and the twin kai shouted great kaker coo for there in the glass were the reflections of the three girls and nerle and king terribus and wool take him and there were also the reflections of the twin high kai and the twin kai only prince marvel's reflection was missing and this was because of his fairy origin for the glass could reflect and hold only the forms of mortals 
but the prince saw the reflections of all the others, and then made the discovery that the forms of the Kai and the High Kai had become invisible. No one except himself appeared to be standing in the great hall of the Red Rogue's castle, yet grouped within the glass were the likenesses of all his friends, as well as those of Lady Cecily and her companions, and all were staring back at him earnestly, as if imploring him to save them. The mystery was now explained, and Prince Marvel rushed from the hall to find the treacherous Red Rogue, but that clever trickster had hidden himself in an upper room, and for the present was safely concealed. For a time Prince Marvel could not think what to do. Such magic was all unknown to him, and how to free the imprisoned forms of his friends was a real problem. He walked around the castle, but no one was in sight, the rogue having given orders to all his people to keep away. Only the tethered horses did he see, and these raised their heads and whinnied, as if in sympathy with his perplexity. Then he went back into the hall and searched all the rooms of the castle without finding a single person. On his return he stopped in front of the mirror and sorrowfully regarded the faces of his friends, who again seemed to plead for relief, and while he looked a sudden fit of anger came over him at being outwitted by this red rogue of Donna. Scarcely knowing what he did, he seized his sword by the blade and struck the mirror a powerful blow with the heavy hilt. It shattered into a thousand fragments, which fell clattering upon the stone floor in every direction. And at once the charm was broken. Each of his friends now became visible. They appeared running toward him from all parts of the castle, where they had been wandering in their invisible forms. They called out joyful greetings to one another, and then all of them surrounded the prince and thanked him earnestly for releasing them. The little lady Cecily and her friends Berna and Helda were a bit shy in the presence of so many strangers but they alone knew the prince's secret, and that he was a fairy transformed for a year, so they regarded him as an old and intimate acquaintance, and after being introduced by him to the others of his party, they became more at ease. The sweet little high Kai maids at once attracted Cecily, and she loved them almost at first sight. But it was Nurl who became the little lady's staunchest friend, for there was something rather mystical and unnatural to him about the High Kai, who seemed almost like fairies, while in Cecily he recognized a hearty, substantial girl of his own rank in life. While they stood talking and congratulating one another outside the castle, the Red Rogue of Donna appeared among them. He had heard the noise of the smashing of his great mirror, and had come running downstairs from his hiding-place to find his cunning had all been for naught, and his captives were free. A furious anger then took possession of the rogue, and, forgetting his personal weakness, he caught up a huge battle-axe and rushed out to hurl himself upon Prince Marvel, intending to do him serious injury. But the prince was not taken unawares. He saw the red rogue coming, and met him with a drawn sword, striking quickly at the arm that wielded the big axe. The stroke was as sure as it was quick, and piercing the arm of the giant caused him to drop the axe with a howl of pain. Then Prince Marvel seized the red rogue by the ear, 
which he was just tall enough to reach, and dragged him up the steps and into the castle, the big fellow crying for mercy at every step, and trembling like a leaf through cowardice. But down the hall Marvel marched him, seeking some room where the rogue might be safely locked in. The great curtain that covered the second enchanted mirror now caught Prince Marvel's eye, and, still holding his prisoner by the ear, he reached out his left hand and pulled aside the drapery. The Red Rogue looked to see what his captor was doing, and beheld his own reflection in the magic mirror. Instantly he gave a wild cry and disappeared, his body becoming absolutely invisible, while his coarse red countenance stared back from the mirror. And then Prince Marvel gave a sigh of relief, and dropped the curtain over the surface of the mirror, for he realized that the Red Rogue of Donna had at last met with just punishment, and was safely imprisoned for all time. End chapter 24 This story will conclude on the next file.